Hello there, Salim Omar here from the e-commerce Money Map podcast. I'm bringing you another amazing guest. Her name is Sandy Dedian. Sandy, welcome. Thanks for having me on this podcast. It's really nice to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Sandy is someone who helps e-commerce brands get discovered at scale to seven to eight figures and more. She's worked with multiple direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands for the past 18 plus years. So she brings a lot of experience in this field. And she realized as she's been working with these people, with these folks, is that many don't know how to build a brand and take it to that next level. And in most cases, they've created a product and it could be an amazing product and they consider it their baby, but they don't know how to scale it. And then, yeah, grow that brand. So that's really what this conversation is going to be about today is about how to take your brand and take it to the next level. So, Sandy, my first question is why is brand personality, you know, so important for folks and especially today in today's, you know, environment? Today, as you said, especially today, having a brand personality is very, very important. We live in a, an era where every single product has been created. And in order for you to succeed with the product that you created, that's not very much different from other products, is to have a brand personality. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just created a product that's similar as any other product. But when you inject some personality into it, it just becomes something else. I always take the most basic product example as an example, which is scented candles. Like there's so many scented candles in the market. So why would I buy from you and not from someone else? Or why would I pay $20 for this scented candles and $200 for another scented candle? It's because of the whole thing that you built around your brand. Like, is it luxurious? Is it uh, fancy? Is it cool? Is it fun? And everything becomes related to this personality and all the copy you put out there and all the content you put out there. And then people will buy it because of that. They will not buy your scented candle because it's made of soy or, I don't know, coconut or I don't know, whatever it is that they create scented candles with. So having the personality is what will bring people to your brand. They will identify with the personality of this brand and say, oh, this is more like me. I really want this scented candle. It's as simple as a scented candle, which is everywhere, but you always choose this one and not that one, you know? So it seems like it's the solution. Building a brand personality is the solution to a big problem that companies have, that products have, and that is commoditization, right? It's yes. a way to break from everyone else and become the purple cow in the room. Seth Godin wrote the book, yes. book Purple yes. Cow. I don't know, some number of years back. I love back, that right? one. It's, yeah, it's yes. being <laughs> noticeable. It's being different. It's being unique. Because when we do that, then things get a whole lot easier. Exactly. Our becomes a whole lot easier. Pricing becomes a whole lot easier and so mm. forth. Exactly. Like Seth Godin said, in Purple Cow. I read it again a few weeks ago, by the way. So it's still fresh in my mind. Yes. As he said, it's no longer I created, I don't know, a washing machine and it's the very first washing machine ever. And then you put ads in a magazine and everybody will buy it. It's no longer like that. 
all the products have been created unless you come up with something so amazing, like, I don't know, when Apple created the iPhone or, you know, something that's really new, but that's rare. Most people were just like normal people and we create basic products, but you need to find the angle to make your product the purple cow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk to us more about brand personality. What is brand personality? What are the ingredients when it comes mm -hmm. to personality? There's a lot at stake. First of all, it's not anything related to brand. When I talk about brand or branding or brand strategy or personality or anything that revolves around brand, people tell me, oh, I have a logo. My color is pink. You know, my font is I don't know what, but it's not all about your visuals. There's a lot more at that. So the values that your brand stand for are one part of the personality, are one part of the messaging. So if you're a sustainable brand and you care about the environment, that's something that, you know, contributes to your brand personality. The tone of voice, how do you want your brand to have some sort of voice? How do you want it to be? Do you want it to be casual? Do you want it to be chic? Is it very serious? Is it very fun? There's all sorts of that. So it's values. Visuals part of it, of course, tone of voice is also a major part of your brand's personality. Yeah. So colors, like the visual side of it, and then the values. The right? values. Like what you say, those are the two, two important buckets one yeah. needs to be thinking about when, you know, this, yeah. you know, when they're designing the personality of their brand. Yeah. Yeah. Also... It's basically your vision, your values, which are the basics that you need to set at the beginning. And then you add a layer, which is your visuals, which is your logo, et cetera, everything that goes with that. And then the tone of voice that you're going to use to communicate with your audience or your customers. Hmm. Would you be able to give us some examples of brands that like you admire? You say, yeah, these guys, they mm. get it. They've got mm. the whole package. Yeah. Really, you know, <laughs> dialed in. Yes, there are so many that I love. There are so many new direct-to-consumer brands that I love. One of them I always talk about. It's a Canadian brand. It's called Midday Squares. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a functional chocolate bar. And I swear every single person I work with, they come to me and they say, we want to be like Midday Squares. But Midday Squares are a little bit like the Kardashians of the chocolate industry, mm -hmm. sort of, because they document every single thing in their lives. So they're a brother and a sister and the sister's husband. They're three people and they built this chocolate bar that's very healthy, made of extra good ingredients. They started selling it online and now it's all over Canada and the US and they're in Whole Foods and they're, you know, everywhere basically. And if you follow them, their personality is like this crazy people who always like have conflicts and the husband is going to therapy and the wife, I don't know what she's doing. And they're just telling their story, but they're selling chocolate bars, but they never say, oh my God, come and buy our chocolate bars. They just tell their story and they're crazy and they jump on tables like one of the co-founders. He goes to corporate events and there's the chocolate is on like the table. You know, you have coffee and chocolate and croissant and all of that. 
So it's there and he goes and jumps on the conference room table and he starts dancing and he makes everybody dance. Like they literally live this whole story and the brand's personality just revolves around that, that they're mm. crazy, they're fun, they have, you know, that's one side of it. That's one brand that I really love. Another one is Our Place. They started with just one product. It was called the Always Pan. So it's one pan that you can do everything with. Like you can cook everything with one single pan. And it started with someone who's an immigrant and she was living in a very small place in New York and she didn't have a place to put like 10,000 pots and pans, you know, and she created this one pan and then her values and everything are so ingrained in her brand. She gives back to communities. She gives back to specific communities where she comes from, etc. Like there's a lot of values that are around her brand that are so nice. So these two brands, I always talk about them because I even created videos about them on Instagram and on TikTok. I think they built something around one single product. Like it, it started with one chocolate bar and one pan and giving it all this personality and all these real life events that are revolving around these products is what made people love it more and buy it more. And these things are always sold out. Mm. So in the two examples, Sandy, that you just shared, the mm. personality of the product is very much connected to the personality of the founder, yes. of the creator of that product. Yes. So how important is that? Can a product mm. stand on its own personality or is it always going to be tied mm. to the owner's personality? Mm. If you're a small business, I think... It's super important to tie it to the owner's personality because that's why people will buy from you. Why will I buy this chocolate from you and not go buy it from Hershey's? You know, it's because I'm seeing your story. I'm seeing your struggles. I'm seeing what's going on with you. And this brought the rise of founder influencers. So all these brand founders, they have their own accounts on social media, they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram, they have podcasts, they're here, they're there, they're literally everywhere. And they just tell their story, how they created their product, what are the struggles that they're going through. And it's being a part of the brand. They're building their own personal brands, but they're also promoting the brand that they created. Mm. There's a really big connection between the two when it comes to smaller businesses. When it grows bigger, it becomes a whole other thing because these founders become very busy maybe, or maybe not. It depends on the priority that they give. Like Elon Musk and Tesla, he's always there. He writes a single tweet and, you know, the world changes. On a smaller scale, it can be the smaller brand that sells chocolate or the brand that sells scented candles. It makes people identify themselves with these people and their struggles or what they're going through and they want to buy from them because of one or other reason. Mm. What is your answer to a founder that has created a pretty awesome product, but they say, Sandy, leave me out of it. I don't, I mean, I am a creator. I know how to do the technical stuff. I'm a boring person. I don't have this personality, this vibrant, <laughs> dynamic personality. I don't have hobbies. Yeah. 
are, you know, going to the moon and that kind of stuff. What's your quick answer to that, yeah. that person? Oh my God. You can't believe the number of times I have this in my daily life. Like every single day, they're like, I just want to sell this product. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to do I don't want to do this or that. I do find ways. I always start with slowly and gradually. So I find ways to tell their story in a way or another without them showing their face on social media. We show how the product is made, maybe put a voiceover on it or just something where they don't show their faces. Many of them slowly and gradually, they're like, oh, let's try this. Let's try that. And they start like, okay, maybe this is working, you know, and they start being convinced. And many, they say, no, there is no way I'm not showing my face, but there's always the brand story that needs to be told to the people. So I try to find different ways of telling that. Maybe I just post a picture of the person and then tell them like, this is the founder. You know, if you don't want to be on video or you're uncomfortable or you can't speak, we say this is the founder. They did this. You know, there's always some way or of telling a story or like show behind the scenes of how these, this product is made. Just different ways to engage people. But it's always more powerful when the owner is out there and showing the whole thing uh, by themselves. Mm. That's mm. great. Man, this yeah. is, yeah, really super stuff you're, you're sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to kind of go a few more minutes. I want to talk about social media, Pinterest, and then I want to ask, ask you a personal question about your own friends. So yes. let's go to social media. What are some things a D2C uh, direct to consumer brand should be thinking about when it comes to social media to, to grow their brand? Mm. So one of the things that direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands always think that this is the way is that, oh my God, I'm just going to post pictures of my product or film short videos of my product and immediately everybody will buy or I'm going to send my products to some influencers and they're definitely going to post about it and everybody's going to buy. But that's not the truth because there's a whole lot more to just posting pictures. Every single piece of content that we publish, whether it's for us, we're service-based, it's unrelated, but it, the same applies for product-based, is based on a marketing framework. Like these frameworks are there for a reason. These funnels have been created for a reason. These, you know, how to go from attraction to interest to conversions, you know, all of these things are there for a reason and we need to use them in order for us to attract the right people on social media and then convert them to buy. And if we're just posting pictures, it's just like we're wasting our time and we have a very expensive hobby that we're playing around. Mm. Basically, of course, each platform has a different strategy. You cannot do what you're doing on TikTok and post it. You can sort of, but you have to repurpose it in a way that's more aligned to what's needed on Instagram or what's needed on YouTube or what's needed on Pinterest. Like you can take these pieces of content and switch them in a way, reshape them or edit them in a different way to fit every single platform. But every single piece of content has a purpose, whether it's to bring more awareness to the brand or whether to sell or whether you need to have more engagement on a post. Like there are so many things that they can do in different types of static content, video content, etc. Mm, mm. 
Awesome. That's great. So kind of a personal question for your own brand. You've been in this career for 18 plus years, and then you've shifted where you're helping direct to consumer brands and not very specifically to that, not to Amazon resellers and so forth. You want to work with people that have created their own product. Like how was that process for you finding yourself, clarifying your own message and who you want to help? Like, I'm sure there were yes. times where there was confusion and like, maybe, yeah. you know, where do I go? Just kind of give us a little glimpse yeah. of what process yeah. is like for someone who's struggling with not finding themselves. So when I first started working in marketing, it was in 2004. I was working in a company. It was our family business and we sold products. So that's all I knew. I don't know how, well, I didn't know how to sell services or do anything service related. But then in 2017, I started this company. And you know, when you start, you just take any client that's out there just to get more clients. So I did a lot of different types of, we had different types of clients. You had coaches, you had service providers, we have like a massage company or a footwear brand, like all sorts of people. But then at some point I needed to, let's say, find my why, <laughs> if we can mm -hmm. say that. In 2021, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a point where I hired a coach and she and I worked together. I really needed to do some soul searching and see things with someone else because we're so in our thing and we don't see it from the outside. And I think it's very important to have a different set of eyes on us. It's no. all concepts and things that we know, but we don't necessarily think about ourselves. But when somebody else tells me, what is it that you really like to work with? Like, do you really want to work with coaches? Do you really want to work with, I don't know, product-based businesses? Do you want to do this or that? And then I went into the thinking, you know, I thought about it and like, no, this is what I like. I like e-commerce. I like product-based. And then the whole idea was formulated around direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand. And to tell you the truth, it makes me happy every single day because the minute I see a product, I start getting all those ideas and I just start, you know, the fireworks in my brain and I really need to, <laughs> to work with these people. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and sometimes there is confusion as we find our why, like mm. we find our true, true calling, yes, yeah. the people that we really want to work with and that we're going to have the biggest exactly. impact, you know, people exactly. that are going to really fulfill us. So Yes, you know, that's so. why one of the things also is that I work with only with small, like SMEs, small and medium businesses and not large corporations because the impact that I create, like I, I've always worked in small businesses and I am a small business and I know every single time I find a new client, how happy I am. And we know how it feels like. And I know that if I help just one brand out there, I know that they're going to send their kids to school and they're going to buy mm -hmm. the house and they're going to, you know, just like their life is going to change. So for me, that's the ultimate, you know, it's the impact that I don't see but I'm pretty sure it's happening in their homes. Like every single time mm. their account says, oh, you sold this amount of product, they're going to be like dancing around in their house. So, yeah. That's great. What's the best way, Sandy, for our listener view to reach out to you? 
So I'm everywhere on social media, mostly super active on Instagram and on TikTok. It, my, the handle is my name, Sandy Dedeon. I'm also on LinkedIn. And if the listeners are direct-to-consumer brand founders, they can join my Slack community. I have a Slack community that's full of direct-to-consumer founders so they can connect, they can build relationships, they can do partnerships, anything. And we always like interact there and like post additional content for them. Great. Good. Encourage folks listening to this, uh, reach out to Sandy, social media or something and get in their Slack community or connect with Sandy so you can be in the world. Sandy, thank you so much. This was so enjoyable. I really kind of got some really good insights on the things that you shared. Thank you for having me. This is such a nice conversation. And thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce money map podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them at ecommercemoneymap.com or on your favorite podcast directory. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about the e-commerce accounting hub, visit ecommerceaccountinghub.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the e-commerce money map podcast.